Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. Today we are going to talk about a documentary on Netflix. It's called Escaping Twin Flames. Ooh. And you may have heard, uh, if you haven't watched it, you may have heard about this Um twin flame uh cult <laughs> it is a cult okay let's just be it clear is. it is a cult yeah it, it's about a cult and so we are going to talk about uh the documentary and talk about this weird cult and these weird people jeff and shalia uh she she changed her name her, her name is actually megan something is it megan but, yeah i wrote it down here she changed um, it to shalia divine and he changed his name also. It, oh, he did? Well, he was well, he changed it at one point when he was trying to get the life coaching stuff rolling. Um I didn't yeah, I don't know it, if I wrote that down. Oh no, it's Ender Ayanathos. <laughs> uh, he uh, when he was oh. a lifestyle guru. Okay. But I think his name is Jeff Ayanathos. Ayan. Okay. I don't know if it's his legal name or not. Who knows with these people? Yeah. They're cuckoo crazy. So, um, well, what did you think I, about this whole well, thing? <laughs> I just want to say that I have never in my life wanted to punch someone more than I want to punch Jeff. I mean, he was insufferable yeah. and very difficult to watch. Like you just, I was starting to feel bad for Shalia. Yeah. <laughs> I was starting. To, I was starting to wonder about her and like, are you shit? Are you safe, Shalia? Blink twice. You know, it's a little yeah. bit of this guy. He is unreal. And and so, just as someone as myself. So, in addition to being a therapist, I'm also a coach. And what I think is so interesting about these kinds of these kinds of people that start these programs and the promises that they make i often say i'm not a millionaire because i've never been willing 
to lie to people about what you're going to get from something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. And so there's, and there's not a lot of oversight, very different than the world of therapy. And, um, you know, I've been working on building my coaching business for a long time and it's hard. It's really, really hard because of the, the saturated and there's so many people out there and there's a lot of people making these big, big promises. And that's the thing I, you know, I've seen this over and over again. It's like when you approach it from this place of you will grow and change, I don't know exactly what that's going to be. You know, people come to me all the time wanting to talk about relationships and how do I get into a relationship and how do I do this and that. And I always say, like, I can't guarantee you. Right. Like that, we have no control over that. I can help you feel better about you and I can help you feel better about, about being single and how to use this time and how to think about this time of your life and the mindset pieces of it. But I can't guarantee you anything. uh, Yeah, I was just going to say that word guarantee. That's the difference between like someone who's legitimate or not legitimate. And yeah, the world of coaching, it's like the Wild West because you're not required to be certified or licensed Mm -hmm. in any way. And and literally anyone can call themselves a coach. Yes. And um, so like you said, you tell people, you know, I can work with you on this, but but li- like literally they're guaranteeing people mm-hmm. you follow our program you will find your twin flame you will find the the love of your life the promises that they make to people mm-hmm. that's the criminal part of it i think is is and and they just charge them these exorbitant fees and then when they're not finding the love of their life or their twin flame or whatever they say well it's cuz you're not trying hard enough and yes. you know if you if you really want to do this you'll you'll send us another $2000 so that you can get access to these other you know uh YouTube videos or whatever stuff they put out and then if you watch all those videos you know then then and you and you do what we say then it'll work and it's just this constant like promising and then blaming for you're not trying hard enough. And that's why this is not working. And there are a lot of coaches in the atmosphere right now. And I've seen it. And I've actually, you know, as I've been building my business, I've actually fallen for it here and there because it is feels very enticing where, you know, whether it's a business coach or a manifest coach or this kind of coach, whatever it is, is there's a lot of people out there that they take a weekend course (laughs) or they take a course, Mm -hmm. they call themselves a coach. And, you know, and again, I just want to say that because therapists and coaches have a lot of issues with each other. (laughs) There's a lot of anger from the therapy world about coaches because not only do they, they're not regulated and, um, they, it doesn't take anything to become one. They actually charge much more than therapists do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's crazy to think about. And, and what it took for me to become a licensed psychotherapist versus what it took me to become a certified coach. I can't even tell you like a fraction. But at least you're a certified coach. You actually are a certified coach. You know, you went, you know, you did a program, you took took an exam and whatever. And that, that coupled with your, your, you know, experience as a licensed therapist, that actually means something. There are these people who just go out and say, yeah, I'm a life coach. They've never, they've never educated themselves about any of this stuff a day in their life. And there's no regulation of it. 
Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's one of the things that a lot of these coaches do. And, and I don't know if they even, you know, are aware of how dysfunctional it is, but that's a big part of the whole like manifesting world and this idea of, you know, you just need to manifest it. You get just need to secret it and like, mm, you know, think about mm-hmm. it really, really hard. And I do believe in energy and I do believe that you, you get back what you put out in the world. But the thing is, is that just willing, you know, just sitting around and thinking about your twin flame or thinking about, you know, anything in life. There are so many things. There are things in life that you can do that you have control over. But when it comes to relationships, that's one where it's like, you're never going to have complete control because you're dealing with another person who Mm -hmm. is their own person that you can't control. And so I, I see this a lot with clients where in some ways, this is why a lot of people focus on their careers. Because in careers, they feel like they have a lot more control and there's more that they can do. And, you know, when it comes to relationships, it's like, I I don't know. I don't know what any mm-hmm. what is going to happen for anyone. But that kind of doesn't matter. Because as someone who's been married 20 years, like being married and having a partner does not automatically mean that you're happy, your life is easy or any of these mm-hmm. things. Certain things in my life are better or easier because of my husband. We have this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> the flip side of it is, is that it doesn't guarantee anything. And, and I think that's one of the other things that drives me crazy is this idea, I think, especially for women, mm-hmm. that you have to be in a relationship in order to be completely fulfilled. Yeah, to or, be, to be ugh, uh, full. Yeah, it, exactly. And that's what was struck me as being so sad is that it's mostly women. I I, yes. I saw very few men, if if any, who were, were paying for these services. And that it was sad to me that these women thought that it was, yeah, this was like the be all and end all to their existence. Like if they mm-hmm. didn't have a true love, a true, true partner, you know, whatever that their, their life was not complete. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, but you're not going to find that person like sitting at home being on the internet. It, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go out in real life and meet people. And that one of the postscripts at, at the end of the documentary said that, the, the rise of people, you know, getting involved with these online cults and mm-hmm. organization, whatever you want to call them, has really dramatically increased since the pandemic. Yeah. You know, because I, I, people, yeah. people were home alone and lonely. And so they turn, they go online and, and they're just more vulnerable and susceptible to these things. And uh, anyway, I mean, we we'll talk about this yeah you know, well and whole... one last thing to that yeah. point the other thing is is that i it doesn't surprise me besides being home alone and feeling lonely and and um that part but also you know the world that we're living in today is it feels very out of control it mm-hmm. feels right there are things happening that yeah. we can't control there's there's you know, political, you know, it's so, there's so much happening. And, and, and since the pandemic, we have been feeling as a, you know, as a country, as a world, just really on edge and really anxious. And so what happens is, is that people will, and it's understandable, they want to find some things in their lives they can control. Let me go find something I can control in my Mm -hmm. life that will get, make me happy. That will, that will make me feel like, um, 
make me feel better about myself, about the world, all of that. And then what happens is, is that what Jeff and Shalia was, were selling was essentially false control. Like Mm. you have your twin flame, they're right there. So now it's very black and white, right? This is the person. Go after it. Go for it. And this is your person. And so it makes, in some ways, it makes you it makes you feel like oh okay this is my person and i can even if this person doesn't want to be with me i can focus on this person it gives me gives me something to focus on and control and it's very very black and white that i see this a lot especially you know with social media and how we have such short attention spans that people really struggle with the shades of gray and life mm-hmm. is all these shades of gray and we want things to be one way or the other. We want it to be black or white because that's what makes us feel better. And so I think that's that other part of it too, where it's like the world's blowing up around me, but I have my twin flame mm-hmm. and I, and I have hope and focus and count on that or yeah. yes, exactly. Exactly. But you can't but anyway. anyway. No. So oh. one, start us off. Um, Start us off. With yes. What, what, well, there's three all, parts. Where did all this start? <laughs> well, there's three parts of um, this this documentary, and um, so we're not going to go through everything line by line. But th- th- we we open up and we learn about one of the people that has been sort of sucked into this cult. We meet Paula, who has this twin sister, um, Stephanie, Stephanie, who who started in this twin flames community in 2018 and we see this the sister you know trying to make a police report is it police or would it be the fbi about this cult no i think it was what like a state, it to it, well state police? i think it was reporting it to the state police i don't know what state if it's the state where jeff and shalia lived but let's mm-hmm. just also say just to set this up that yeah this twin fl- okay so Jeff and Shalia started this Twin Flames universe. I was Ascension School. Yeah, Ascension School. Yeah, and it started flame. out online. You know, YouTube. They would post YouTube videos. They started, you know, like this online community, and that's how they would suck people in, and so, and then get them to pay money to, you know, get more content from them. But when we talk about the community and how these people got involved, this is all online. You know, mm-hmm. and like one of the women, I think it was Keely, because mm-hmm. um, she was one of the very high people, up yeah. in the. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she said that she was going through a time in her life, and she just started googling, like, how do I find my true happiness? How do I find, um, you know, uh, I don't know if she even used the word twin flame, but mm-hmm. whatever algorithm. Brought, she was searching for something online. And this yeah. cracks me up because it's like, this is a generational thing. I had a hard time relating to a lot of this stuff because it seemed like most of these women were like millennial mm-hmm. age. And so I never in a million years would ask Google or YouTube, you know, <laughs> what is the meaning <laughs> of my life? How do I find happiness? What am I yeah. going through? Where's my twin flame? Literally, she was Googling these things. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I'd be know. surprised I, how many people Google these <laughs> kinds of things. I, I, I was blown away by that. Anyway. Yes. Go yes. On. So, so what I thought was so interesting was, um, you know, the fact that this wasn't where they started, right? Because he, he did, like we had mentioned earlier, he, he wanted to be a millionaire. 
You know, mm-hmm. we learned very early on, he wanted to be a millionaire. He had a million, Jeff, million and one business ideas. And, you know, he starts off by like moving to Hawaii in 2011, changes his name to Ender. I'm a lifestyle guru. Then he meets Shalia. And it, it, it you can see if you understand their backstory about how this man was just throwing stuff at the wall right, to see, to see what, what, would stick. Yeah. what would stick. Like, you know, there's no belief in anything or no, no real no. Um, desire to help people. It was just all about like, what will make me the most money? So he claimed to have psychic abilities. He oh literally put, well, put himself yeah. out there as a, like a psychic. Well, he, no, he says he's Jesus. Oh yeah. He Remember? claims to be the he second coming. himself to Jesus. Yes. He's yes, the that he coming. is Jesus. Yes. That's why I really want to punch him. Um, and I think I have the right, I feel like, you know, I feel like that feels like, <laughs> I feel like, like a jury right. would acquit you for that. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Those charges. Thank you. Um, you. yeah. <laughs> so, so we meet, so w- there are a couple st- people that we follow. We follow Paula and Stephanie. Stephanie was in, is in the program. Paula's her twin sister and we meet the mother. The mm-hmm. other person that we follow a lot is Keely. So mm-hmm. Keely is, um, she was the one that Googled it and she, um, she met this guy at, um, you know, the meat counter at the grocery store, Colby, and he was really great and she really, really liked it, but their relationship ended and she was devastated when he moved back home. And that's when she thought, you know, oh, okay, let me Google this. And then she finds Jeff and Shalia and she thinks, okay, these people have all the answers. And that's Mm -hmm. what I was saying earlier, like the desire, because adulting is hard. Being an adult is really, really hard and it's not at all what you think it's going to be. So what happens is, is that so many people, they, they, they think like, oh, if I put all my faith in these people or they have the answers, then, okay, great. I don't have to adult anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like, I don't have to sit with these feelings. But anyway, she bought the book. They wrote a book. And then she started taking the classes. And at the time she was paying $222 a month, which was a lot of money. And their guarantee was, so your twin flame, did we even say what that is? So your twin flame is your ultimate lover. And you only have one. Yes. And the perfect compliment of all, which is insane. Um, And so she started, she, and there were about, when she found the group, there were about 38,000 people in this group. I'm like, what the what? Um, it's and like a Facebook. Is it a Facebook group or I, a YouTube? Yeah, I think. I, I think, think it started the, off as a what? Oh, they. I think they put a lot of content on YouTube to attract mm-hmm. people. So people who were on YouTube just searching for stuff, and mm-hmm. then they had some sort of a Facebook group community yes. that, that you would join, and that's how they. And then they had the. Yeah. And then they had the classes and then that's Mm -hmm. how they built it. Um, And their big, big, the the one thing that they do is this thing called the mirror exercise. Mm -hmm. And essentially the mirror exercise is this, is that you sit down and you write out something that's bothering you, like what's bothering me. And then you stop and you switch all the pronouns to I, and it forces you to look at yourself. So, um, Brooke is really irritating me right now, <laughs> period. And then it's like, I'm really irritating myself right now. Or I'm, I'm irritable. Mm-hmm. And the root of it is not bad, but this is how they were able to constantly control people because nothing was ever anybody else's fault. 
and it was always it's always on you. Yeah, you're, you're not, not doing, doing this. Right. You're not doing enough. Yeah. And the pro the thing is, is that yes, we can, you know, don't be a victim. Yes, you have to take accountability for who you are and your actions and all of that. But not everything is your fault. <laughs> like if you have an abusive mm-hmm. partner, that's right. not your fault. Like that is not your that is not on you. You know, that's, well, yeah. that's on them. The crazy thing was, was that, OK, so Keely has this guy, Colby, mm-hmm. who's I think she'd broken up with him. She gets involved in this twin flame stuff with Jeff and Shalia. And they tell her that actually you've already met your twin flame and it's this guy, Colby. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go back to him, even though he's an abusive asshole you know, well, no, Col- Colby, I don't think was abusive. It's the other guy that's abusive. Oh, Marley. Okay. So Keely's sister, right? That's her yes. sister, Marley. Sis- Marley. That she- Marley had the abusive relationship. Colby is the one where she went back to Colby and said, you're my twin flame, <laughs> gave him the book. And he said, oh, okay, great. And Colby yeah. jumped on the bandwagon too. I didn't think that he would just jump but, right but on. But that's the thing. Like Jeff and Shalia would just randomly tell people, oh, you know, that guy you just broke up with, he was your twin flame. So you mm-hmm. need to go back to him and make it work. Or the guy who broke up with you um, and doesn't want to have anything to do with you in the case of this woman, L, who, yeah. you know, they basically said, oh, that guy's your twin flame. And uh, she literally kind of like started stalking him and they were encouraging her to yes. basically stalk him. He had to get a restraining order against her. So they just say randomly, oh, this person's your twin flame. Mm-hmm. Go after him. And so Keely's sister, Marley, she brings her into the cult. And Marley has this guy who really is an abusive jerk. And they mm-hmm. tell her to, you know, that's your twin flame. Go be with him. And he was extremely abusive to her. And it ruined the relationship between yeah. Keely yeah, and he, his Yeah, Joshua. That's that's the guy that uh, was with Marley. So, um, so yeah. And so we learn about, so th- we're mainly going to follow Keely, Marley, the twin Paula trying to hunt down Stephanie, Stephanie and, and, and then L and we meet some other people towards the end as well. But essentially Jeff tries, to, Jeff's trying to make a name for himself, uh, in the lifestyle guru world. He meets Shalia, who's really Megan plant. Um, and she's very spiritual. So these two connect and that sort of, um, helps Jeff, um, bring down this sort of path of spirituality because she was very spiritual. So, Mm -hmm. so they get married in 2016 and, um, and I think before they started this twin flame thing, Jeff was claiming as this lifestyle guru that he can heal you for a price from cancer. Yeah. I mean, which is psychic powers unreal could heal cancer. But that's, you know, that wasn't really doing it for him. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to switch over to love. Yeah. (laughs) And just go from there. So, um, and so Keely, we see this Keely, um, really got connected. She liked it a lot. And, and you know what I think is so funny about all this is that these Jeff and Shalia lucked out that Colby was as, you know, that Colby was willing to go along because that was a real shot in the dark. So, mm-hmm. so the fact that these two are now together, they now really need to sell Colby and Keely. Yeah, because the they become the product. Couple. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And so they're and so like, oh, we got to hold on to these people. Yeah, it's all like, oh, well, look at C- Colby and Keely. Look at them. Mm-hmm. Twin flames. They found each other. We helped them. Like, they were the gold standard. Never yes. mind you, nobody else was finding any, <laughs> any twin <laughs> flames. But then, so Keely starts becoming a coach and being trained as a coach. And, um, and yeah, they move in together. They move from Massachusetts because he had was out in Massachusetts. And I think they moved from Massachusetts to Oregon and they're getting all this pressure from Jeff and Shalia. Like you need to be posting, you need to be posting. And Keely's like, it, it felt very false because we weren't so in love and amazing mm-hmm. and wonderful all day, every day. And, um, and then they told this story about how for their housewarming gifts, they did a GoFundMe for housewarming gifts for Keely and Colby. And then then um, Jeff tells them exactly how to spend all the money. Yeah, it tells them what to buy, how to decorate their house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is all, this is all these people, I guess this is sort of um, the personality of a cult leader who's so in love with themselves. They filmed everything. Okay, mm-hmm. so like we have footage of all of these, um, you know, their vi- their YouTube videos, their training videos. They encouraged everybody to post on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. There's just so much footage. And th- how they got this footage was later on, someone who w- had access to all of the archived videos and sessions and groups and even Zoom calls. You know, they had Mm -hmm. Zoom calls with all the members and they recorded everything. And so one of the members who had access to all this recorded um, stuff left the cult, was disgruntled Mm -hmm. and on her way out, gave it to Keely and said, Mm -hmm. I want you to have this just in case. So, (laughs) so Keely had in her possession, Jeff and Shalia knew nothing about this. She had in her possession, every single thing, twin flame thing that had ever been recorded. And it wasn't just the positive stuff. It was like, there was some footage of when, you know, they would have these zoom meetings among the the insiders and Jeff would be going off and talking Mm -hmm. about, you got to do this and we got to make more money. And, you know, you got to bring in more money because that's how he, he had all of these members become coaches. Yeah. And if you were in their program, it was sort of expected that you would have a coach and they were charging all this money and they were taking most of it from the, the mm-hmm. people they were coaching yep. and working they were weren't making- even making any money. Yeah, they were making $60 a session, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. And he was probably charging like 300 a session. Yeah, but I also want to say, because I have some issues with some of these larger companies, um, there are a lot of coaching platforms out there where they'll reach out to me and say, oh, do you want to be a coach on our platform? We'll pay you $50 an hour. And I'm like, no, no, that is, Mm -hmm. it's so... This is this is the other part of it too is it's it incredibly insu- this is one of the things with the the self-help world is that there's so much you know yes there's a lot of charlatans and there's a lot of misinformation and then there's this flip side of you would never offer an attorney $60 an hour mm-hmm. you know what i mean it just ir- god it just bugs me to no end but anyway the $60 isn't that egregious but you're absolutely right that you know, they, and, and the requirements were very similar to Nexium. 
mm-hmm. right? Where if you're a coach, you also have to be taking all of these coaching programs, but you mm-hmm. don't get them comped. You have to pay for yeah. them all. Yeah. And, and, and then you have to be, you have to be doing that all the time. And, um, and then, you know, and just like Nexium, there's that whole thing of like the coaches, um, start to become also the, um, what's the word for it? Abusers. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happened to Keeley. And so, so much of this is just like Keith Ranieri and mm-hmm. Nexium. I mean, like parallel to it. Yeah. So. And they also would get these members to do all this work for free, like the social media, like people who had experience doing, I don't know, like making videos or editing or social media skills or marketing, you know, any, any of those skills, they would get them to do all this work for the cult for free. Mm-hmm. Which was, I mean, unre- and, and which is very, very common for these cults to yeah. do that. And so there were only, so th- Jeff and Shalia were the gurus. They were the master teachers. So you could be a master certified Ascension coach or a certified Ascension coach, but no one could ever be a master teacher. And that's another way that they sort of were able to use a lot of this against people. Like, cause there's nowhere for you to, you know, there's no top. You're never going to be, you know, you're never going to reach mm-hmm. there, which is another cult thing. So um, they're getting you to pay more and more money with the promise of, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to move you up. Yes. But you never really move and it, up. And if you're not, and if you are having problems and you're not, your twin flame, you know, has got a restraining order against you. Well, it's because you are not, you know, your, your mind isn't in the right space Mm -hmm. and therefore you need to take this other class and that's $2,000. Right. I mean, Scientology does that. Yes, where they, they're exactly. Pay to take these classes and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, and then the other thing was they finally have a. Um, I guess in 2018, at the end of 2018, they have their first in-person gathering, and um, they. This is when they start to introduce this idea of like this is your soul family, and your soul family is your only family, mm-hmm. and when people don't support your twin flame journal journey, then that means that they're an energy leak. Mm. And and so Jeff convinces, this is how Jeff convinces people to separate themselves from families, Mm -hmm. much like Nexium, much like, you know, Scientology, um, Scientology. So this is how Stephanie then, you know, writes this letter to her twin sister and her mother saying, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be in your life anymore. Um, And um, yeah, and then we meet Marley, who's uh, Keely's sister, who was only 19 at the time, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. And she's 19. And she also she sees Keely. And I think, again, she's seeing Keely posting these things. Keely figured it out. That's great. I want to do this, too. And um, but Marley had this guy reach out to her on the Twin Flame forum. And but he was really, really creepy really weird, really creepy. And Marley is obviously having a very normal, natural reaction <laughs> to how creepy and weird he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she, so instead of listening to her gut or listening to her own instincts, Jeff says, well, he's your twin flame. <laughs> this oh, guy's your twin that's flame. Convenient. Yeah. And if Marley says, no, I don't know, he's not my twin flame. Then what happens is, is that you're Marley, you're, you're, what what's wrong with you? Why are you pushing this person away? You know, you don't want love. You don't really mm-hmm. want to be happy. You don't want any of these things. So she, um, 
so so she goes to Utah to be with Joshua and because Joshua can't come and see can't live with uh Marley because Joshua can't leave the state of Utah. He's, he's on probation. Because <laughs> no no Brooke, he was falsely arrested. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what he Sorry. told her that he was falsely arrested. And um so because of that she had and he was on probation as well <laughs> yeah. for 11 months. And um so uh yeah so she's got to go to Utah and be with him. And that's, you know, and again, Keely and Colby, when when they got back together, they were only together for two months and then they got married. Like, yeah. this is how quickly things were moving. Like this, oh, y- you know, it's like someone is in your orbit. They're your twin flame. You got to go towards them. Great. Another pair made. Okay, let's move it on to the well, next so thing. What, what Jeff and Shalia did was, yeah, they, they would get someone's story and they would literally tell them that basically the last person they were with or had any contact with was their twin flame. So like this, this woman, L met some guy at Burning Man and, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they had this weird tumultuous relationship, whatever. And, uh, Jeff was like, oh yeah, that, that guy's your, your twin flame. And so L was pursuing him. He got a restraining order against her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, you and, know, <laughs> sorry, and real quick, and, and, Jeff was still telling her, well, that doesn't matter. You know, you, you got to keep going after this guy because he's your twin flame. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, Jeff and Shalia knew about the restraining order. They very well knew what was yeah. going on. And the other thing I was wanted to say was that the other thing that Elle pointed out was the relationship with this guy wasn't very good. Like he would run hot and cold. They had a lot of problems. Like it wasn't yeah. a good relationship. And that's, that's why, I mean, I think he broke up with her and she was sad. He broke but up with her after, like, yeah, after she had a car accident and she had a spinal injury and then he dumped her. Yeah. And this guy's your twin flame. Okay. I mean. So it's, it's, you know what? It's so lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is so right. lazy. It's like, yeah. Really? <laughs> It's you literally just, like the, the last man you talked to, that's your twin yeah. flame. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what they did. And, and like this woman, Shanice, um, you know, she she was in a relationship with some guy, but he was also in another relationship and having a baby with someone else. And they're like, that's your twin flame. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Even though he's building a life with someone else. So right. you wait you, it out. You need to go back to that guy. It was so ridiculous that you go, what? And these women, they don't seem, I mean, these are attractive women. They don't seem stupid. I mean, it's just like, I don't know what is happening here. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and it is, it's really surprising. You know what they also said? There are other people in the group with restraining orders. It wasn't just <laughs> L. <laughs> and you would think that Jeff and Shalia would be like, oh, we've gotten into like, a real sticky situation. Like we've gone we probably, yeah. yeah, we probably should rein it back. No, no, no. What Je- Jeff would just double down. He just doubled <laughs> down every time. He's like, no, you have to pursue your twin flame no matter what it is. And so then we get into the really sexist, misogynistic <laughs> section because Jeff's taking things up a notch. Yeah. And Keely and Colby, they're not in a harmonious relationship. You know, she just couldn't feel like how she she couldn't bring up how she felt. And Jeff started saying, well, women, these women, you need to stop being so controlling. You, mm. you know, that's not sexy. 
You need yeah. you a sexy woman is a patient woman and doesn't control and you know basically does what Jeff says. And the big thing was that Keely was saying that Colby was being taught that he was entitled to Keely and sex yeah. anytime he wanted. And that's what Jeff was promoting that twin flame sex, you know, that's that basically men need sex every day and women can't say no. Women are to submit. Yeah. He told Stephanie, cause this Stephanie, the, the one who's the twin who has a sister trying to help her save her. He um, basically, there was some guy who basically told her, I'm not interested in you. And she's pining over him. And Jeff says, he says, well, you tell him, you know, let's let our bodies do the talking. Let's take a shower together. Just do give it to him. He wants to get laid. I mean, he's saying the most insane things to mm-hmm. them. Like basically just, yeah, just l- submit yourself to them. Let them fuck you, do whatever they want you. And, and, and then you'll get them. That's how you're going to get them. Yeah. And, and you know what? Jeff is so gross. I kept thinking, you know, what must Shalia have to be doing sexually for him? Oh, yeah. No, I think and and you could see as the videos were going along as they were gaining more and more popularity and Jeff's because Jeff's ego wasn't I mean, I think he's always had a huge ego, big narcissist that mm-hmm. he is. But I think that it was like the more people were listening to him, the more it got mm-hmm. fed. And you could see he got nastier and nastier to her, meaner and meaner. Yeah, I can't. I, I you know, I, I don't know. And I think that probably Shalia was maybe very sexually adventurous and free in the beginning of their relationship. And I think he just sort of kept taking it. And like, I think he likes to keep, you know, he's a typical narcissistic, you know, psychopath kind of person, allegedly, this is my opinion, but that where those kinds of people, they have to keep taking it up a notch. They have to keep taking it up a notch over and over. It's not enough. It's okay. I've reached here. Now I got to go over here. And so, yeah. Yeah, he was um, kind of bragging at one point about forcing Shalia to have sex with him all the time. Yeah, and she's just yeah, like, like she would say no, 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 <laughs> and I would just grab her and throw her down on the bed. It's like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's called rape. <laughs> yes, Jeff. And you can be raped in a marriage. FYI, of course, of course. You know, well, not, not everyone understands that. Um, so now we're back to poor Marley. She's in. Uh, she's in Utah. So Joshua, she's nineteen. Joshua, her twin flame, is thirty. He has no job mm. and a, cr- a criminal record. And Jeff blames Marley for her feelings, right? You know, that this is your, pro- like, Marley, what's wrong with you? Why, you know, this guy's your twin flame and you're not, you know, you need to be posting a lot and talking a lot about it. And that was the whole thing. Elle comes back on, you know, she was, she was encouraged to contact her you know, twin flame constantly. And so Elle is out on her 30th birthday, like doing her own thing, minding her own business. And it just so happened that her ex was there. He thought she was stalking him. This is her story. I don't know. She might've been stalking him. She, he thought she was stalking him. He called the cops and took her to jail. Yeah. And she spent, she spent like a month in jail because the only two numbers she knew was the ex and what Jeff and Shalia's or something (laughs) like that. I don't know you know, what the thing was, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Like this woman was, she's just, and she's sitting in jail, like confused. Like what is happening to me? How did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to, this is where we meet Angie, who's, um, 
you know, I think she's in her forties and she had never really met anybody that was right. And she saw Keely and of course saw that Keely was posting and so happy. And so she asked Keely to be her coach. And so Angie had met a guy at work. Um, so of course that she really was interested in, and they had this connection. So Jeff said, Oh, this is your twin flame. Um, of course, and- the last person you spoke to, the last man you talked to, that's your twin flame. Wow, this is easy. Thank you. You know, give me $2,000. <laughs> yes, yes. But I guess, you know, they eventually, what happened, um, it, I think this story picks up later on. But basically, Angie, you know, Angie and this guy, um, you know, they they really connect and they're hanging out one night and I guess they start to kiss Mm-hmm. And the guy says, this doesn't feel right to me. I, I got to go. And it turns out that the guy real, I mean, either he realized it or, or whatever happened that he then eventually entered into a relationship with a man. And, yeah. but, but see, but the signs were probably already there, but she was like taking Jeff's advice to just, yes, just go for it. You know, well, she was so confused. Why would my twin flame? Because you know, he's go gay. Because, <laughs> yes. because Jeff just told you to go for the last person <laughs> you spoke to. And he happens to be gay. This is how yes. asinine this is. It's yeah. so, so stupid. Well, and so Elle finally calls her parents. They get her out of jail. And then she <laughs> goes back to the cult. She's in her parents' house. And she she basically, she stayed in the Twin Flames universe. And she's trying to explain what happened. And Jeff is, this was unreal. Like, Jeff was being so controlling. And basically, he was, this This is when he started using various words mm-hmm. to, to not admit any culpability, liability. But do you think that, do you remember this part? Because this is the legal stuff that I'm a little confused about. Like, so is Jeff culpable? No. He can't be. He's just mean encouraging about the, her to about the, about the restraining, restraining order? order and being in jail and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Because he's just he can't be right because he's no. just encouraging her. He's just some rando person telling her what to do. Ultimately, she's responsible for her own behavior. Mm-hmm. OK, you no, know, I don't know. I mean, it's trying to think of what are you going to say? This guy had some kind of mind control over me. No, I I guess, I guess really. Yeah. I don't know. It could be mitigating, you know, if you actually had to go to court and explain what happened, it could be mitigating evidence and maybe some judge or jury would take pity on you. I don't know, but it's not like a legal defense. Yeah. So, um, and so of course, you know, what's the answer to Elle's problem? She just needs to take more classes. And Jeff said, okay, I'll pay for I'll pay. Well, Jeff said, I'll pay for your classes, but you need to start working for us. Right. And that's when he gets this bright idea to get everybody working these crazy long hours, 12 hours a day. What I didn't understand is how any of these people were able to live at all. Because if you're not making any money, if you're even if you're coaching $60 a session, how many sessions are there? And then you're paying all this other money and then you're working 12 hours a day. When are you when when can you work for and get real money? Yeah, I think they probably had to keep their day jobs, but it was like every other waking moment or any time mm-hmm. that they could in the middle of the day, you know, they're working for Jeff. So Jeff comes up with a new idea. And again, he's going to take it to another level. He comes up with this idea of MAP, mind alignment process. And basically they describe it as the mirror exercise on steroids. And then we meet. So 
I got a little confused. So there's, is there Dr. K? Is that Chrissy? Dr. Chrissy? Is she the PhD CEO? The man or the woman? The woman. The woman from the military that becomes sort of like the main person who's driving the train of map because that becomes her thing. Well, I wrote down Dr. K, but maybe I'm, but maybe not. Um, I don't think she's so, doctor. I think, th- yeah, they had a consultant on the show who was a doctor, the trans, uh, well, do- yeah, that's someone that? else. Oh. No, 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 no. This is someone I, maybe I just wrote it wrong down, wrong, right. Wrote it wrong. Um, but essentially there's one woman who I believe her name is Chrissy, who, mm-hmm. um, was in charge of map. And basically, this is for anyone who's diagnosed with PTSD and trauma. Um, I will just tell you that, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't work with these kinds, these kinds of cases. Like this is very specialized, very, very specialized. And so, sure, let Kay do it. So Chrissy, do it. So basically, yeah. she planted memories because they have to attribute what's going on with Elle. Like, why is this all happening to Elle? And basically, they said made Elle believe that she had been sexually abused and started to create this rift between her and her parents, the yeah. people that she was living with. It's It was unreal. And so this is when we meet one of the professors that talk about, like, you know, this is this is very common. All of these things are very, very common in cults, which is these introspective exercises are, um, you know, they're sort of marketed as tearing apart the self, but really it's this constant like blame and victim that, you know, cults want to isolate you and creating, if there's no trauma already, creating childhood trauma is a way of doing that. Like now in a you way have... Of, yeah, in a way of separating you from your family, which is one of the core tenets of cults. You have yes. to s- separate people from their families. They, they have to cut their families off, you know, because you don't want the families interfering and saying, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then apparently, so it is, I do believe it's Dr. K. So she, Dr. K, I don't know if she's a PhD, but She does call herself Dr. K. And so she's very high ranking in the military and she's in charge of this. And apparently she they were encouraging either her and the other people that were doing the marketing to go into other Facebook groups about trauma and and PTSD Mm. and go into those groups to market themselves and recruit people. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? This isn't enough. You know what Jeff wants to do now? He's a nutritionist. So Jeff... (laughs) So they created the divine dish, which is basically Jeff and Shalia eating foods that will help you ground you in your body. So most of the meals were like carb-based meat and, you know, you had to eat all of it. You couldn't leave anything on your plate. And I mean, then you see this image of Keely and it was like, what? (laughs) Keely gained 70 pounds in nine months. Wow. I mean, it was really shocking when you saw her, like you, you see her bebopping along and then all of a sudden you see this new video of her and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Yeah. I didn't understand what that was all about. I mean, I know it's just a way for them to make money, but why? Well, it was about control because Nexium was all about Nexium. They were controlling them with their bodies, like, you know, not eating. They were starving Mm -hmm. them, making the women thin. I think this is, this is, I think Jeff was like, yeah, I think Jeff's like, Ooh, the skinny thing has been done. 
I'm going to go for mm. the other thing. And the other thing that he was commenting on was the fact that, and you see it in the videos, that throughout the relationship, Shalia was gaining weight, which all everyone does when you get married and you settle in, you know, people gain weight, you get older, all of that. And so he, but Jeff, of course, would comment on Shalia's weight and um, they had to, so it was almost kind of like, okay, well, I'll explain this problem by creating the divine dish. Um, so of course the coaches had to, you know, take the stupid thing and do all this stuff. And at the same time, just like with, um, just like with Scientology coaches would, when you're signing people up, they would encourage you to use credit cards to open credit cards. That's what, isn't that what Marley said? Mm. Like she had never had a credit card in her life and they opened up a credit card for her and just charged a bunch of stuff. This is, yeah. 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 So this is when Jeff and Shalia start bragging about all their wealth. In the very beginning mm-hmm. of the documentary, we see Jeff in his Porsche. It's like, oh, get over yourself. Like, you know, thinking that he's the greatest thing ever. And so we start seeing him. He's they they buy this huge house in Michigan. Mm-hmm. They've got the Porsche. They've got, a, you know, I've got an 85 inch screen TV, you know, all of this stuff. Um, and then... <laughs> So Keely and um, so then Jeff and Shalia go to Keely and say, you know what, we're going to nominate you as CEO of the coaching platform, but it's really an admin job. And of course, we're not going to pay you. Can you research how we don't have to pay taxes? (laughs) Yeah. So So they they decide. (laughs) Yes. Just like Scientology, they become a church. Yeah. And so now they, they don't have to pay anyone anything because they're all volunteers. Yeah. And well, yeah. So, but the best is that, that's sorry. Let's labor, let's labor fraud, labor abuse. All, there's so many. At some point, this cult is going to be shut down. And here, you know, yeah, they're going to be charged with all of these things like tax evasion, labor violations well what becomes so weird is then suddenly it's like oh, okay we're going to become a church and so everything started to become god-centered right right they kept that's when he said god he was all the jesus time. he, he yes. was the second coming of jesus and they started calling themselves um he was like a father of christ and she was mother of christ they started referring yeah. to themselves this way well, and, and, and so some of the people that were following were kind of like, that turned a lot, of, that turned some people off, mm-hmm. shockingly. Um, that turned some people off. And of course, Jeff just turns it back around like, well, that's a block. If you don't believe I'm Jesus, that's you. That's your block. Um, so, yeah. And um, so now, uh, let's see, Jeff... <laughs> Jeff is unreal. Um, so, you know, we meet Angie. She talks about the relationship not working. She wrote, you know, she was desperately writing this, her twin flame who is in a relationship with a man. She's mm-hmm. desperately writing him. <laughs> she's still and he, and, and he wrote her back. He, she's like, well, Jeff told me, you know, I need to make this big pitch to him. So she writes him this long text message. Yeah. And she gets this text back from him saying, you are not my twin flame. You're delusional. <laughs> yeah. He says, stop leave me alone yes yes so um yeah and and 
it just it, things just kind of keep getting worse and worse. You know, the the abuse and the grooming and all of that became um, very widespread and normalized. And this is when Elle finally starts to get a get a clue. She starts pulling back, and she got she gets fired from her position. And um, you know, I think because she kept pushing back, they just they ousted her. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, mm-hmm. because what was happening with L is this is another part of it too, is L the only, um, kind of income L had was from her coaching from these coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're sort of stuck. Your livelihood is, is interconnected with everyone and all these people. Yeah. She finally so, said, um, I've had enough. She moved back in with her parents. She walked away. It was just like, yeah. this is enough. But then like. So, so things were kind of stale. And so Jeff and Shalia got this idea. And this is really, like, sick. Th- they get this mm-hmm. idea because none of the women in their group are meeting any men. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they're, they're not. They're just, they're not, they're not finding their twin flames. This is a group yes. of, of all, pretty much not I don't, 99.9% women. There may have been a dude or two in there at some point. So Jeff and Shalia decide to change their business model. Mm-hmm. And they decide to start matching up women in the group with other women in the group and telling them, well, one of you is a divine uh, masculine energy and the other one is a feminine energy so they like couple them up and say okay you need to be with this person and you're going to be the masculine you're going to be the feminine and they basically encourage them to basically like transition like change their gender mm-hmm. all these they, yeah well they, they, they appointed women to change their gender and uh-huh. be with this other person in the group well, because before, what I love is why didn't this spark? I mean, I guess the mind control must be so deep because basically what they said was, oh, that those twin flames, like Angie, that guy who's gay, he's mm-hmm. not your twin flame. That was a false twin flame experience <laughs> that the new rule, the new rule is that your twin flame has to be in the group. Right. And so in order to reach harmonious union, you have to be in the group. And there was already a trans woman. It's a, is it Archelia? Aricella? Aricella? Something like that. And she felt like the group supported her and, you know, but then what happened was they started, they started, you know, making her sort of this LGBT, you know, cute poster child and started Mm. love, you know, essentially love bombing her and making her feel like, you know, okay, now this is, this is this direction that we can go in. And, um, in their world, you're either hundred percent masculine or hundred percent feminine mm-hmm. bisexuality yeah, and anything, exist. any spectrum does not exist. So they start pushing their agenda of gender. And so they end up pairing 20 people in the group. Yeah. And basically, I mean, it is, with as much care as they came up with twin flames, they came up with these. I mean, honestly, it was like throwing Random. darts at a dartboard. Yeah. Like you're the feminine, you're the masculine, you're this, you're, that. I mean, just no consideration at all. And then the, the, the people who they said, well, you're supposed to be masculine. They said, well, okay, you need to start 
cutting your hair. You need to start being more masculine. These were women who were cisgendered women. Yes. They, they, the and thought of transitioning to a man never crossed their mind, like, ever. And, and mm-hmm. th- they planted this in their mind. And these people were already so far into the cult and so sucked in that they said, okay. And, you know, many of them uh, just, you know, started transitioning. And Angie was the one who was very reluctant. She was the most reluctant. Mm-hmm. She was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. But eventually she did. Yeah, she cut her hair. She cut her hair. She started, yeah. you know, presenting as masculine. And she was, you know, with this person in the group that they said she was supposed to be with. Um, she, at one point she was like, no, I don't think so. But a couple other people, you know, were really, really embraced it and, um, Mm -hmm. had surgeries and, um, started using, you know, um, different pronouns and all. And it was just like, this is wild. I know. Well, and so with the, the twins that we met, Paula and Stephanie, Mm -hmm. so Stephanie, who's in the group. So Stephanie, she, they find out that Stephanie Stephanie's twin flame is Kieran and Kieran is a, I think identifies as a woman. I believe so. Or maybe transitioned. I I don't know, but Kieran, I don't know, but basically Stephanie went to, but Kieran lives in Switzerland. So Stephanie hops on a plane, goes to Switzerland to meet uh, Kieran and meet live and marry. I think Kieran was a, was a a transitioning to a man. Well, mm. trying to transition into this masculine role, because I, I don't want to say, look, I don't know what's going through these people's minds, but all Jeff and Shalia cared about was that one person presented as masculine and one person presented as feminine because mm-hmm. they had this whole thing about masculine, feminine, masculine and feminine energy. And yes. so some people and, and some people took it, you know, to different levels and different degrees, but it was just wacko. Yeah. So we meet, you know, and we meet the moms, uh, Stephanie and Paula's mom, they get together with some other moms who also were, you know, how are losing kids to this cult. And, and yeah, and we meet some of these other mothers, but it's sort of the same story over and over again, right? Which is the, um, um, that, you know, the, the one woman that we meet whose child is Ray, I believe, you know, very similar situation where Ray is not feeling happy about their life. They're struggling. And again, you know, started typing, got into this group Mm -hmm. and was told, okay, you're the masculine, you're Ray. And I think Ray ended up having top surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was really interesting because we do, we talk to some professors, we meet a, um, an investigative journalist throughout this. And one of the professors, Professor Adair, who's a, um, transgender studies expert, um, you know, he was talking about, um, this idea of what it means to be trans and how dangerous this is because really being trans, how, how did he phrase it? It's like being, being trans, it's about, Oh, wait a minute. Who I'm supposed to be. So closer to who I'm supposed to be. Hold on. It's this idea of closer to who I am versus closer Mm -hmm. to who I'm supposed to be. Right. So for someone who is transitioning, the, the, it's, it's this desire and, and knowing of this is who I am Mm -hmm. versus 
this is who I am, quote unquote, supposed to be as a person. According to Jeff and Shalia. Yeah. Yeah. But and according to anything, right? Like, you know, they really just made a made a mockery of this because Mm. it takes people such I mean, it's a lifetime of of, you know, of processing and getting to this point. And these two are just pointing at people Mm -hmm. going, you do this, you do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Ugh. And then we learn about the baby. <laughs> so Jeff and Shalil are having a baby. And, and how, they, how did they describe this? It's not a twin. F- the baby no, it's the is, third flame. The, the third ba- flame. This baby is going to be the third flame. The baby is going to be um, divine something. Feminine. Divine, yeah. And so they're going through fertility treatments because they've got to make sure that uh, it's is a girl it, i think they want to make it's sure a it's a girl right but the other thing is is that they're they already named her grace and that grace will not have any sexual partners the only sexual partner that she'll have is god oh my god and what's so scary about this is isn't jeff comparing himself to god i mean th- so their baby is now their third i don't know because it's different yeah jesus god um and so the baby ends up being it's an eptopic pregnancy. Okay, so they but have wait a minute. Terminate it. Let me oh. let me stop you right there. If you okay. go through fertility treatment, it's impossible to have an ectopic pregnancy because if if you because an ectopic pregnancy only happens if if the um, egg is fertilized in the fallopian tube. If you're going through for they because they talked about an embryo transfer, mm-hmm. the embryo is mm-hmm. already made. It has to be put into the. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Oh, Maybe I'm wrong. But no, 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 but no. Don't, but, don't you okay. think? Yeah. How would yeah, it get up never, into the fallopian tube? That's a very good point. Very good point. Anyway, I but something <laughs> happened. They said that they had to terminate the pregnancy for some reason. So it didn't happen then, but. Um, update, they did have a baby in April of 2023 named Grace. Oh, this poor and child. God help that poor innocent child mm-hmm. that she was born to these psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Who, well, and the other thing, yeah. Yeah, they're, who, who are going to raise her to tell her that She's their third flame and she can't have sex with anybody but God. Yes. Yes. Well, the other the other thing that was happening, too, was because of all these partnerships of, um, you know, that if they wanted to have kids, Jeff was insisting that the sperm donors come from the group and that he would decide who the sperm donor is. I was shocked that I was just waiting for him to say, I'll be the sperm donor. I I thought that that's what he said. No, I, I, he said he would choose who would be the sperm donor. He said that I don't, I, I don't know if he's ever been a sperm donor for anybody in this group or not, but that I was like, why, why don't you, I assumed I, the next thought was going to be you're the sperm donor. That's there, I, this is, that's there are no I other men in the group. No, that, and, but that's what I thought he said that he would be that I forget who said this, but okay. So that part of their master plan was, so they live in Michigan Jeff and Shalia, and they were going to buy this big, huge property in mm-hmm. Michigan. 
several acres of land and they wanted all the twin flame people to move up there, live on the property. And then these couples who, you know, now are, you know, are transgender, you know, it's basically two, you know, biological women and they're forcing one of them to be transgender when they don't even really want to, but they need to have babies. And so they need sperm. And someone said it was going to come from him. I swear to God. Oh, okay. He I missed that. Be Cause I assumed, donor. I assumed it was, and I was like, Oh really? You're, you're not offering yourself. So around this time, this one is really bold around this time, Nexium, the vow and Nexium, those documentaries come out mm-hmm. and they make, they make, Jeff makes the people watch the documentaries and then write an essay on how Jeff is not a cult leader. And then they forced Mm. Keely to have like a 24 hour healing session. Like she could not leave her seat until she said that, you know, Jeff is not a cult leader. And this is when Keely realized, oh, crap, I'm in a cult. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I got to get out of here. I this is this is not good. And, um, and then she went to go get her sister Marley from Utah because it turns out that Joshua has schizoaffective disorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, very serious disorder. And, and, you know, she is, and he, it's, he was abusive. I mean, it was, she was, it was an awful, awful situation. Um, um, yeah, it seemed, and, it and seemed, then it just it gets worse and worse. It seemed like at the end of this documentary, they still hadn't healed their relationship, Keely and Marley. No, because no. they interview both of them. And oh, and there is a really touching scene where Keely goes to meet up with Angie because mm-hmm. Angie eventually realized oh, this is bullshit. I'm not, I don't want to be a, well, a masculine yeah. energy or whatever. Well, they also were going to take, sorry, real quick. They also were going to start taking 50% of their profits. So that was the other thing too. In in some ways they got too greedy because mm -hmm. I think that's what shifted for a lot of people. They were like, I can't can't afford to live. Yeah. They were going to take 50% of whatever their coaching stuff or whatever. So basically Keely leaves the cult. Angie has left the cult. They meet Mm -hmm. up together in a restaurant and Keely just, you know, unapologetically says, I'm so sorry for what I did to you. I, I'm, I'm responsible. She totally takes accountability for her role. And Angie, Angie's just, a, she's just a sweetheart. And she's just like, it's okay. And, you know, they have this very touching thing, but Marley is not really ready to forgive Keely. Mm-hmm. She does she's yeah. doesn't want to hear, hear about it. Um, yeah. And we see some, you know, we see all the moms get together and support mm-hmm. each other. And at one point, one of the moms gets a text back from their, from her kid. And she's just like beside herself. Mm-hmm. And it, I can't imagine how painful, I mean, Paula and Stephanie's mom was like, I quit smoking a year ago, but I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we oh, first scene, she's like smoking we away. <laughs> we don't blame you. Yeah. That family, yeah. that sister, Paula, she, she's probably going to be the one who brings this cult down because mm-hmm. she is determined. That's her twin sister. You know, uh, yeah, they went to some uh, thing in Sedona where they thought that um, Stephanie might be there, but she wasn't yeah. there. It's just, I-, I can't imagine anything more horrible. Your child writes you a letter that says, you know what? 
Um, basically I'm out of your life. Don't contact me. Goodbye. Um, and you know, it's been three years since you talked to them. I mean, how horrible, how painful, like, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I swear I would be like hunting down this fucking Jeff asshole. I, you know, it's like, I would make it my life's mission, you know? And that's the thing. And so there was a, um, I listened this morning to a a podcast. What's it called? You're not going to believe this. Oh, um, something like that. Yeah. Um, then I'll look it up where uh they interviewed the filmmakers of this documentary um and it was you know it was very interesting it's like they were talking about how like how can you legally get these people because usually what happens is the way cult leaders get taken down is they start to break the law in some way Um, and they were talking about the different ways that it's called, you can't make this up. You can't make, you can't make this up with Rebecca Lavoie from crime, crime writers on, if people listen to that great podcast, um, you can't make this up. This was a couple, this was like a November 15th episode. Mm -hmm. So she, yeah, she interviewed the filmmakers and, you know, they were talking about the different ways you can bring cult leaders down and you have to get enough like evidence that they've committed enough crimes. And they talked about these Mm -hmm. labor violations, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that they, they had these women working for free. And also too, they, they equated what was happening within the organization and to sex trafficking, because basically Mm. what Jeff and Shalia did by saying, okay, we're going to pair you up with the, you know, they matched these people up. And basically force them to be in a couple with these other cult members. And they said that that could be sex trafficking. And then, of course, there's the tax stuff with the quote unquote church. Well, and also we didn't talk about the story, but one of the girls in the group committed suicide. Yeah. They never released the name. But basically, what does Jeff do? Jeff blames her. Say She stopped doing the work. Yeah, she didn't try hard enough. She didn't try hard enough. Un- unbelievable. But at the end, we see Keely, and, you know, basically she's like, I'm alone. I'm living in a trailer. You know, she doesn't even want anyone to know where she lives. She's living, she's like, I'm alone. I have no sister, no money. Mm-hmm. I live with guilt every single day of what I did and how it affected other people. And she's trying to rebuild her life. She's applying to law school, which, you know, <laughs> this might her. be the big aha moment for her. Yeah. But it, it's it's utterly heartbreaking that all of these, you know, all of these people that are in, you know, that have, that have left just, you know, they're trying to pick their lives back up. And, you know, this is not who Keely is, but she becomes, you know, because of this, she becomes this perpetrator, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so now she's living with the guilt of the fact that I abuse people too, mm-hmm. because of, of the things that she demanded, because she was the one that had to call because Jeff and Shalia never did any of the dirty work. Right. You know, they made a lot of, and I've worked at places like this too. And I hate this. It's always pisses me off where these people in the back, they make all the decisions and then they make you have the really difficult, uncomfortable right. conversations right. of decisions that you had no part of, but you then have to support. Right. And so she, she, Keely was the one that told, 
you know, Angie, that she's a divine masculine and that um, Victor- I think it's Victoria was her twin flame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unreal. So, yeah. Yeah, they have a baby now and there is another, um, you know, as of 2020, they said at the end, the Farmington Hills police, which is where they live in Michigan, they're unable to determine if crimes have taken place. It's the case has been forwarded to the FBI. There's another documentary on Amazon um, that's also about this that I've heard is pretty good. Um, I think I'm an, you know... I'm not a deep diver kind of person. Like I, I've got mm. enough of Jeff and Shalia <laughs> yeah, for a lifetime. I, if I never too. have to see Jeff again, I'm fine. I looked at but, the I looked at their um I looked at their Instagram profiles. Well, first of all, the the filmmakers in that podcast said that shortly before the release of this documentary, they kind of um scrubbed a lot of their stuff from the internet. You know, they I think they like they cut off any sort of comments on their Instagram and took some stuff off and, you know, they tried to get rid of some evidence, but Jeff has his personal Instagram and Shalia has her personal Instagram. And, um, and how many followers do they have? Do they have tons of followers or no? You know, I'm sure they do. I, I don't remember looking at the number, but what they do is they post constantly, like almost daily, mm-hmm. And it's all about how wonderful their life is, how wonderful their love is, how great they are. Most of it's like now with the, they've got their baby. It's all about mm-hmm. their baby. They do like to show off their wealth. They're kind of always oh, po- yes. posing in front of like expensive cars. They're having their house renovated. Um yeah, they, there's a bunch of pictures of, of Shalia like going to Gucci and buying stuff and like holding up a Gucci bag or something. And like they're very materialistic. And, um, you know, they act like, oh, yeah. look at us. These we're spiritual just, people. Yeah, yeah. These spiritual <laughs> people. But look at we're so rich and we're show, and we've made it and look what we've done and we're so great. And the funny thing is, is that they do have comments. But. I there's only about maybe on each post I'd say around 20ish comments and they're all positive and they're all kind of the same like a bunch of heart emojis and this emoji hat you know positive things positive things oh you guys are great love you people refer to them as their gurus so I think what they do is they they tell their followers okay every morning at, you know, 8am, we're going to drop a post. And we'll Mm -hmm. leave the comments open for like, you know, three minutes. And you guys come on, and you do all your positive posts, and then they shut the they they close down the comments. Mm, Interesting, because there's zero, zero negative comments. So (laughs) it's just like, Oh, God. Yeah, and they're very sappy, syrupy, uh, posts and it's just like wow um which is he verified jeff i think so it it's jeff it's jeff loves shalia that's the name oh of, jesus christ of his uh oh. and hers jeff is Divine. like yeah yeah okay, and i just want to say that he's only got this makes no sense 
He's a public figure. He right. he's only got thirty six hundred followers. Like I have twenty five hundred. No, but and I feel like I'm way behind because he's got a <laughs> private account and he won't probably. Well, no, it's not private. It's public. No, it's not private. It's right here. But he limits. Oh yes, I see him here with baby Grace. Ugh. Yeah, he somehow limits. True. Somehow does something. I feel like to limit the followers to only people who are going to post positive things about him. Hmm. And anybody else is blocked. I'm sure that's someone's full-time job, you know, at uh, Twin Flames Universe is to, you know, control this um, Instagram account. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just like, I look at that little baby and it's just like, oh my God, they're just going to like, they're just going to ruin her. Yeah. Basically, I mean, there's, yeah, you're right. There's about, he posts a picture with his kid and there are, um, you know, 250 likes and, um, yeah, there's a little video and all, yeah, you're right. All the comments are, um, so sweet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And that's it. But, but really for someone who had, I mean, I do think these, I, I do think that they're in a little bit of trouble here because I, this is not, you know, I thought they would have a lot more followers and a lot more likes and a lot more something. So maybe these documentaries are helping bring down the twin flames, you know, that community. But the the reality is, is that, you know, if anyone's telling you something is an absolute guarantee, you gotta just, it's, it's not true. Why well, it's think not true. That, yeah. I think the, the greater presence that their greater presence, I think is on YouTube and also, mm-hmm. too, like he was bragging about, remember that there was part of the documentary where he was bragging about the fact that people in third world countries were, you know, paying him three four thousand dollars for, you know, his, his classes or his content or whatever. And like pressuring people saying like, you know, you got to get people to, to pay more and pay this and that. And, um, and I don't think those people are paying attention to. I don't know, some Netflix documentary. Mm. I mean, he's, yeah. I don't know. YouTube is, well, a, is, is a, is a really weird, scary place. It's really the wild West. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is I do think there are probably some people that are in the group that pay the $222 a month and probably maybe do just do that kind of are on the periphery. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think with these large groups, there's the core group people. And then I wonder if they've got just supporters that just sort of support them and kind of sort of pay attention and listen, but they aren't being matched up. Well, I I read something that said that like his introductory thing, just to get into twin flames universe, it's like 2,500 bucks. So oh, I guess they changed the model then because Keely was saying that she was paying $222 a month. I guess they figured out that that wasn't enough money. Yeah. Okay. I think there's some entry point where you pay $2,500 just to get access. I'm sure there's a bunch of different plans, you know, and then you have a monthly thing and then they try to upsell you where they tell you, you got to do more work. And if you want access to like all of our videos and then they tell them you should be spending at least a couple hours a day watching all these videos. <sighs> so for another... $3,000 or $4,000 or whatever, you'll get like lifetime access to all of our content and all of these videos. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is there's a lot of people on YouTube where 
they really put no production into these videos at all. You know, they, I mean, these videos are, they, there's no like, cause I have, I have courses on, on my website. Um, but you know, the thing is, is it's like, there's no slides, there's no anything. They just, it's, I swear to God, I don't, I wonder, this is, I really, really want to know truly what goes on in Jeff's head. Do you know what I mean? I really want to know. It's like, do you all believe this or do you know that this is a sham and that you're making this up as you go along? Because I find it hard to believe that they ever have scripts for any of these talks no. that they give. Because they just talk form. incessantly. Yeah. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah, it's most it's about whatever, whatever comes Jeff, to mind. Yeah. Jeff talking and Shalia just kind of standing there nodding and mm. then, you know, like saying a few words here and there. But um yeah, I don't. I think yeah. something's going to happen. I think I think things are going to blow up. I think that um, I think Jeff's going to get caught sleeping with someone. I mean, mm-hmm. I really do. If Jeff's not already cheating on her, because that's the vibe, right? Like Jeff is. Pro- I am. I again, I'm surprised that Jeff has not tried to convince people that he is their twin flame. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Shalia is just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean that that. He, because he is the guru, can have more than one twin flame. Right. He can change the rules and be like, yeah, well, there's twin flame level one and then twin flame level two. And (laughs) but because I'm the master twin flame and, you know, we also here at Psych Legal Pop talk a lot about sister wives. And doesn't this sound familiar of just making it up as you go along? I didn't love them. No. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just just. Whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. It's un- it's unbelievable to me. I just, ugh. Anyway. God damn these cults. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, this, this was disturbing. It was disturbing. <laughs> it was a doozy. It was you know? a doozy. All right. Anyway, Do you have anything else to say about escaping so. twin flames? I think we've talked long enough about these people. Really? We'll see what yeah. happens. Maybe we'll do an update, like, you know, if something, if they ever get major in trouble or brought down for anything. But it was very interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. So thank you so much for joining us and tuning in. Um, if you like this podcast, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and also leave us a five-star rating. Um, that would really help us out, help promote the podcast. And uh, we are on social media at Psych Legal Pop on TikTok and Instagram. And we are still doing Sister Wives Season 18. We are in the tell-all stage. That's coming out on Tuesday. And Thursdays, we're doing documentaries. We've got some more documentaries coming up. We've got to talk about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And if you have any suggestions, you know, go on social media and let us know. If there's a documentary yes. you'd like for us to cover. There's a lot of good ones out right now. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Bye. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com